Watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. Oh, the greatest podcast in the world? Suck it! No, you suck it! No, you suck it! No, you suck it! No, you suck it! I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it! We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome everybody to. Suck it! I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome. Derek, how is everybody tonight on this September 29th of the horrible year that has been 2020? It is a Tuesday. You know, we're almost almost to the end of the week. I don't know. I start counting down the days from Monday, so everyone's a little bit different. I start counting them right away, but whatever. You know, on in the hour leading up to, you know, what potentially could, you know, determine the next president. Hopefully, people already have it figured out and don't really need a debate to figure that out. But, you know, if you do, you do. But that goes down at 9 o'clock. And it should be, uh, should be quite the slobber knocker, to quote the good old JR. But... Regardless, if you're not wanting to watch that, you know, you got plenty of funny shit happening right here. So, let's do this. So, my guest tonight, coincidentally enough, is a radio host, TV show host for ABC News and ABC News Radio. And I am completely stoked to talk to this gentleman, especially on a day like today. So, please, without any further ado. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Aaron Sanchez. Hey, that's right. What is going on? Uh, you know what? Everything's going on and nothing all at the same time. That's what I feel like. You I know, feel like is, that's life right now. Exactly. It is the you know weakest news year of all time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I often say on our show, I say, look, at the very end of it, at the end of the day, just enjoy life, whatever you have, whatever day you have left, enjoy that, because you never know what tomorrow brings, right? Exactly. Exactly. So how's things over there in good old California? Uh, well, other than the uh, smog that we've had from uh, non-smog, actual wildfires, it's actually died down a little. Although there's like this this yellow grayish, I don't even know what to call it right now. I just read an article where uh, some of it, if you inhale it, makes you more potentially uh, adverse to coronavirus, if that's even a thing. Interesting. The irony of it all. 
Yeah, I, I admit, you know, what what do you do? What do you do? Put on a face mask. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, people across the country are freaking doing nothing but protesting that. You know, it, and it's funny. I It's interesting that you say that. I, I said, you know, we have bigger issues to protest other than a, a simple face mask on your face. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, what do I know? I'm sure healthcare workers haven't been protesting ever since the beginning when they told face masks, you know, help them in hospitals but as long as people don't protest while going to the hospital in the hospital and say they don't want a face mask you understand yeah yeah i mean i uh i moved to virginia four years ago or four and a half years ago from florida and i still have you know the local news affiliates on my facebook and Mm -hmm. i'm just reading through some of these you know news stories that are going on and it just boggles my mind because Florida it has completely just thrown the book at whatever is logical and is mm-hmm. saying, you know what, we're, 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 not, we're not doing what everybody else wants us to do. We're going to listen to the president and the president only because Rick DeSantis has his head so far firmly planted up Trump's ass. He's willing to do whatever it takes. And, I don't, and, it's, and it's sad. It's really sad. You know, it's funny you say that at the very beginning in in March, uh, I had this discussion with a couple of uh, friends and, and I call them friends like in, in the in the best sense of the word, because unfortunately, in the days after following, I found that there was this really dividing line of whether this was just just overblown hype and or something real. And unfortunately, I always took the the side of let's be more cautious than not cautious. And then I got told quite adamantly, so, oh, you're fearful. I said, I'm not fearful. I just understand what this can do. My, my sister in February, uh, we had to see her get everything that everybody's ever talked about since coronavirus has been out. We saw that happen in, in mid to late February, by the way, before. And this was during when President Trump was saying, you know, other things. I'm not going to say what he said because he'll always deny it, right? People always deny whenever they get caught, you know, and and like with a, well, they published that, but I didn't say that, right? It's almost like yeah. a cheating husband, right, with with his wife. So, so I say, look, uh, I'm going to agree to disagree, but the reality is my own sister who has special needs was in the hospital and she almost lost her life if we didn't have a good family friend who walked us through a new medication which actually helped her platelet levels but her platelet levels fell so far down the average is 150 to 175,000 hers when she got admitted to the hospital were only about 18,000 and by the time they actually admitted it it dropped down to 12,000 and thank goodness we did that otherwise she would have honestly bled out and uh, thankfully, because of, of the, the team there, the nurses, the doctors, even though they were like, we, you could tell they had this moment of perplexity. They were like, um, this is this is OK. You know, and, and they didn't even know the new medication that I was recommending to them. The name of it is end plates for your audience if they ever have a situation and or have or find themselves in the hospital. But my sister, my sister's one who says she's special needs. She can't hear. She's uh, partially uh, uh, blind. Also, she has um, brain damage since she was born. And long story short, if you put a face mask on her, she's just going to throw it off. So she's one that I, I say, don't put the face mask on her. She'll, she'll throw it off. And we had to put her basically under, uh, but she had to be intubated in order to get healthy because she had full-blown pneumonia to boot. Um, she had h- trouble breathing. 
Uh, she, her blood platelet levels were almost to nothing. So I, I'm a little bit more adamant with the audience that coronavirus, I had to see the repercussions of it before it became a thing, before the lockdown, that I'm very adamant a, against those that say, yeah, it's just a political move. And then I say, well, look at the world scene. We're not, we're not the only country that, you know, I don't think that Australia, when they got it, and or Korea or China or uh russia and or any other country has says oh let's just make it so that trump doesn't win you understand what i'm saying yeah i mean especially in a, in a time like this you know i find it hard to believe that the people that are saying those types of things you know still exist you know and i'm still trying to figure out why in this day and age is something that has killed now you know more than two hundred thousand americans and millions worldwide why is this turning into a political issue i you know i here here's the reality whatever happens in the middle of a campaign is going to become a political issue does that make sense anything that happens look look i'm the first one to say this um usually the months prior leading up to an election everybody suddenly hedges their bets does that make sense yeah so, so, of course, whoever wants to get elected, and this is why I say to the American people, I say, look, why don't you take some of that, like, if you want to call it voting power, I call it, take some of your power back and say, look, I'm only going to vote for you if you do this right here, right now, to which I'm starting to see kind of that thing kind of start to open up in the political world. But in reality, isn't that something you should do throughout the presidency, not just right like the months leading up until then? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I have a lot of questions about our economy, about our educational system. I have questions about uh, the financial ruin that people find themselves in right now, which are trying to just make and earn a living. I have problems with Congress doing what they've done, take a break, a vacation during something that should have been decided upon and probably could have been done. And here's what I keep saying, Derek. I, I say this. If they would have at least traded places with those of us that have a hard time, I have a feeling those decisions would have been made much quicker, much faster, and much sooner. I don't know if you agree with me. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Um, but, you know, when uh, back in February, when, you know, that uh, the conversation that will go unmentioned, um, you know, happened, the, the downplaying of it all, you know, people were siding on the, you know, on the president's side and oh, we're going to go ahead and downplay this too, or we're not, we're just going to go ahead and believe whatever he says. And unfortunately being that it's a Republican, you know, controlled house right now, it, it's, it, you know, the, you know, the, the weight of the many outweigh the name of the few. Sadly, that's true. And that should not be the case. I mean, who's paying the taxes? Is it? Well, I think, oh, oh, shocker, shocker. I could have told you that was going to happen with the taxes being like released, right? Yeah. Shocker. Uh, you, uh, the majority of millionaires and or billionaires, by the way, usually make it so that they pay themselves very little. A lot of people don't know this, but they actually hide it in sometimes offshore accounts, by the way. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And they put it off into these offshore accounts and they make it so that they themselves make hardly nothing. That's called, um, unfortunately, greed, right? Because, I mean, let's face it. Here's a person who should have been paying down, says he was paying down, but thank God it came out finally because I, I I, just don't know how the American people could say this. Look, 
the average American actually pays anywhere from 40 to 45% in taxes because they don't know how to do their taxes typically the right way. What I mean by that, the average is what, 30, 35%, but then you're paying additional, but but my point is this, we're all trying to pay down what? The debt of the American people or the debt that came before us or the debt that's never gonna decrease ever? So my question is this, in reality, how do you pay down the debt if, in effect, you're not helping the American people get back to square one, being able to pay off their own debt you got real estate is starting to decline. I get it. That's all maintaining right now, but everybody's waiting to see what happens with President Trump and or Biden, to which I say, is it going to stop there? Is all of a sudden going to magically cure itself? And if it is, I would ask the question of this. Why did Trump not do anything before then? And or, well, let's face it. Is Trump going to win? I have a feeling he's going to win. I don't want him to win, but yeah, I think he's going to win. I think that's the majority of I, I could I could be wrong, but I might be right. But the polls are still showing him down double digits. Yeah, you know what? And that guy, nobody thought he was going to win the first time. And look what happened. Do you think the polls showing him down double digits is going to force more Republicans out? Um, Here's what I think. I think more Republicans are not going to vote. You know, I know quite a few Republicans that are keeping quiet, and I won't I won't throw their name under the bus. But I know Republicans, smart Republicans, that says, you know what? I'm just not going to vote. Because I just don't want to be involved in this mess. It's going to go either way. I have no no deciding factor and or vote. And I know I, I could I could name the people right now, but I can't because I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. Obviously, I don't want to share their names. Um, but I would ask each and every Republican out there, just do the right thing. Don't don't hide behind the fact of, well, I don't really want to vote Democratic or, you know, go for an independent guy or just just, you know, my point is this. Make a choice and see what side of the line you're on. If you're on the right side, great. And if you feel you're on the right side, which, hey, no truth to the rumor. I know a lot of people that think they're on the right side. I get that. I always say do the right thing. People say, what is the right thing? I say, well, it's not the wrong thing. So what's the wrong thing? Like you said, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know about you, but do you have friends and or family or known somebody that either has A, died from coronavirus and or is sick with coronavirus or Maybe you don't know them personally, but you know them on social media. Yes, absolutely. W- I know people w- that I know people that I worked with prior um, to me leaving my job, and I know people on Facebook as well. So All right, the so, latter two. So, so, so I again, my sister. Um, I've got other people on Facebook that I don't even know personally, others that I do know personally. And then I, I, I look, I tweeted this out on my, on my social media, Aaron M. Sanchez. I tweet out Derek. I says, anybody known those things? Let me know. And I've heard every single, every other day. Cause sometimes I won't retweet it. Cause it's so painfully tragic. And, and, and every now and then I get that one person that says, I still believe it is a hoax. I still believe it's played up. I still believe it's not really a thing. And I say, did you not read all the comments from people that have unbiased, are not in the media, are not these people with families? These are people with 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 mothers, with fathers, with sisters, with brothers, with children currently and or have been either died from and or something related to. And let's take all the other half, the half that don't they have a pre-existing condition, but they can't be see the doctor. I have friends that have cancer right now that can't see the doctor right away because they Let's face it, if they get coronavirus, guess what? They're going to like go from chemotherapy to like dead overnight. So there is a very mass. I'm going to say this. It, this is a terrible word, but a, a genocide that's happening 
which we need to wake up and listen and say, look, do, should we really complain about the face mask? Shouldn't we be more prepared to complain about all the financial insecurity, the uh, let's make the decision people to do the right thing. Uh, Congress, wake up. Let's stop being asleep at the wheel. And let's just let's dude. Like, what, what would you want for if you were to be made president overnight? What would I want? Yeah. Well, there's obvious. I mean, obviously, the first things I would do is, you know, fix the Corona issue. The second thing that I would do is I would try to get as many people on my side as I could to change the Constitution, to change how we make laws federally. Because at a federal level, we are not a democracy. We're a republic. We choose people to make the laws for us, and they choose on party lines. They don't choose in favor of what the country is best for the country. Hmm. So I would just like a state and local level where we vote on laws inside of our state and inside of our our city do the same thing at a, at a federal level as well. Those would be the first two things I would change. You know, and and, and I'm not against to you know uh, th that idea. I, I honestly I've never thought of that. Can, can can I ask you like what particularly you feel has been mishandled in that? Um, well, there's a lot of different things. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, there's so many bills that hit the floor that are dead before they hit, you know, before they even go to a vote because mm -hmm. of, you know, of all these, uh, lobbyists and everything else like that. And then people are just killing it because it doesn't side with their party. Well, if we just let the, Amer if we just let Americans decide straight up, mm -hmm. you know, it would be a lot different. One of the biggest examples I could use is marijuana laws in this country. Mm. federally it is still banned but yet we've got i think it's 18 20 states now that have got it you know legal for you know recreational use and recreational use in 30 or 35 for medical use and there's still some that haven't done anything with it but yet it's barred federally but yet the government's not doing anything about these ones that have you know done it at a state level because the states have this this power and because they can vote for it on a state level but mm. if they, every time it goes in front of the, you know, the Senate or the House, Big Pharma, you know, Glasgow's Klein or whatever the case might be, comes in and says, nope, we're not doing this hmm. because they're going to lose money. And that's where the biggest problem, in my, in my opinion, in this country comes into play is, is that we're letting, you know, the voices of 100 people in the Senate and then what, 365 or whatever it is in the House decide everything for us on a federal level. And we don't have any say in that. We can say who goes there. But once we go, once they go there. All they do is side with their party and what they think is the party, what's in best interest of the party and not what's in the best interest of the country. You know, Derek, I, you do bring up something that I think has been kind of um, an issue for quite some time. People vote based on their party. Right. And and it's almost like a unwritten rule that if you go against your party, all of a sudden you're kind of ostracized from the circle of trust. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I've heard of some that actually have flipped, you know, from one party to another. I've heard of some. I, I talked to somebody just recently that went from a Democratic completely to a Republican based on the health care issue because that person adamantly said, look, I was taken care of by a Republican uh, situation. And, and, you know, the Democratic side didn't really help me. To which I say, well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, and correct me if I'm, I'm, if I'm way off base here. But would you agree... To disagree on some issues, if if you know it didn't bring harm to you and or your family, if it doesn't harm me or my family, I would I'll agree to it. But I mean, or agree it, to it, disagree, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so so here's what I, I feel. I feel some of the factors that are directly impact the American people right now are not set up to protect the family members. And, and, and here's my example for saying that, okay? Um, you brought up something, again, marijuana, right? How many people need it, not for recreational, but for medicine? I know I do. And, and can can you share the reason why? Or, or It's okay oh. if you don't want to... So, I mean, I mean, that's what the show is based on. I mean, the, my mental health. So, I mean, I'm bipolar type two. I have severe anxiety and I'm also suffer from PTSD. And, you know, just doing CBD has helped me dramatically on a, on a anxiety level. And when I take THC, you know, illegally here in Virginia, um, it's, it helps me beyond anything else, you know, anything that my Lexapro or my Wellbutrin does for me daily. Mm. So, well, and, and back to pharma, is it expensive for you? Uh, for my uh, for my monthly pills? Yes. 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 And, and just on a curiosity, how, how much more expensive is it than um, not taking any of those? Uh, well, the difference of the $50 versus death or two, you know, is, is priceless. But it adds up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And it adds up. And, and, and that's my point. It's added up so much. How many different pharmaceutical companies have been out there that back to something you said, very admittedly so, lobbyists. Do you know how many percentages of people that leave the political race end up going into lobbyists or lobbyism? If I'm that's sure. even a word. It's a career. They make a lot of money from it. I've heard lobbyists literally say, well, they pay my they pay my 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 whatever it is, you know, my, my kids intuition, they, they pay me really well. And I say, well, who pays you? Well, I'm not really allowed to, to, you know, discuss that. Right. But, but back to something you said earlier, a lot of laws and or bills are actually pushed forward or stopped because you gotta follow where the money is at. Is that true or untrue? hundred percent true. hundred percent. So if these companies have so much money to pay for lobbyists to lobby and of course, look, the last campaign that was spent, you know, Hillary spent more money technically than Trump. She paid about $1.2 billion. He paid about just roughly of, uh, I think it was just roughly under a billion dollars. That's a lot of money on a lot of circles. I, I mean, wait, was it a billion or a million? Oh, no, no, it was a billion. So my question is this. At the end of the day, look. I get it. They want to spend money. I totally get it. But who invests into these presidential campaigns more than anybody? Isn't it the people that want the law skewed in their favor? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that begs the question of how do we fix things at the end of the day? Do you determine and or make it? Oh, that's right. It just got, uh, I believe I watched a really good documentary. There's so many good documentaries on Netflix. Not sure if you've been watching any of oh, them. Oh, yeah, that, of course. That, Okay, so so there's one that talked about how actually they made it legal for lobbyists to be able. Oh wait, it wasn't the lobbyists; it was the companies to be able to pay secretly into these campaigns and make it a okay as long as you know. Well, does everybody know where the money's coming from? Uh, no, because that's not public. But I bet if more people understood where the money actually was coming from, back to super PACs. Super PACs for quite some time have had so much. Uh, power that basically they have a little too much power. And I think the American people needs to be woken up quite admittedly shaken and said, 
Oh, that's right. Not only do they have the political power, they have where the money's at. And wherever the money's at, guess what? That's where the bills and or the laws are made to lobby for. True or untrue? Absolutely You'd be true. the decision factor, right? It's absolutely true. Yeah, but you're, you're, you've are you're hit the nail on the head. I mean, because the thing about it is the whole thing is so bass-ackwards once you get to Capitol Hill. You know, and let's just go ahead and use the, the recent stuff with RBG. You know, um, four years ago, around this same time, our lovely senator from South Carolina, Mr. Lindsey Graham, went on the air and said, hey, if in four years we have another death and if they can see we will wait until after the election. I don't care if it's during Trump's presidency or not. We will wait. Then two years ago, came out and said the exact same thing. Hmm. And now they've all backtracked and said, let's go ahead and push this as fast as we can. I'll be honest. I did not hear that. I have no idea what that means. What? The, uh, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, uh, with this, with the uh, Supreme Court justice. Because uh, when four years ago, um, Lindsey Graham, went on CNN or Fox News or something like that and was talking about the fact that they would not let Obama put a um, a Supreme Court justice on the bench during his last year of presidency because – until after the election. Right. And then he said, and we will, we will no longer – we're setting a precedent is what he said. We are setting a precedent to where if in the fourth year – the fourth term – excuse me, the fourth year of his term or her term – Anyone passes away and a seat opens up, we will wait until after the election. And now, and that happened many, many times over the last couple right. of years where they said that. But as soon as it happens, now they're striving to put somebody in there completely different. Yeah, you know, look, it, it's called uh, let's skew the direction in the way that we want it based on whoever we vote in. Does that make sense? I mean, does that make sense to anybody? We're talking no. about the legal system. Seriously, do you really want a skewed judge or do you want an a or you want a partial judge oh wait doesn't it make sense to get somebody qualified for the task that doesn't have a political leaning in any direction so as to just make the right decisions based on moral dignity is did when did moral dignity go out of line and when did democrat and or republican side suddenly dictate to us who should be put as a judge exactly um, and who's, you know, why are we even picking judges on a political basis? They need to be completely unbiased and just follow the letter of the law, not what they interpret the law to mean, not what they think the Constitution means. No, based off of other rulings that, you know, a consensus of all what the judges have done in the past, they need to continue on that goal. You know, but I read an article somewhere about the, the new um, – whatever her name is. Um, she made it a comment. I don't know if she was joking or not, but something to the effect of, I guess I'll take the seat if my, cause I, but I need to ask my husband's permission first or something along those lines. Mm. And the complete lack of feminism in that comment, joking or not was a complete smack in the face to Miss Ginsburg. Because of everything that she's done for this country, for women's rights, regardless of whether or not you believe you like her politics or not, you wouldn't be able to own a car. You wouldn't be able to own a house. You wouldn't be able to do all these different things without a man being present if you're a woman without her. And then for her to make that comment, again, whether it's, again, serious or not, is a smack in the face. And why are we putting somebody like that on the 
even talking about putting someone like that on the bench. Yeah, I'm the first one to sometimes misspeak. I'm not going to lie. I don't know that particular subject matter, but I do know sometimes people – look, here's what I feel on the matter. I I feel we've had so much rhetoric on both sides of the aisle, admittedly so, and I just I just want to ask one question of the would-be president. And it's it's simply will you stick to one thing? I feel like there's a double-headed sided snake. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever seen a double-headed sided snake ever, like in real life or on the I mean, media? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, course, one, one yeah. head says yes, the other set head says no, and then the one that says yes, the one tries to get in front of the other one. It's like which one am I believing right now? I feel like I'm listening to a two-headed snake with a forked tongue. Look, let's agree to disagree, but the reality is this. Let's do the right thing and stick to what you're going to say, not flip the script just based on what is skewed, and then call out people for saying, look, I'm not going to say it because we're called that all the time, but but I do say this, you know, oh, that's right, fake news, right? But isn't, isn't the president, didn't he make his big debut on, on ABC station? So come on, like let's get real. Am I wrong or am I right? Am I right? Am I, I'm feeling really, I'm right, right? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Definitely Seriously. right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, on that exact, you know, on his ABC that ABC news station, what was it, 15, 20 years ago, when he made that, you know, that sly little backhanded comment about, you know, uh, running as Republican because they'll listen to anything or they'll fall for anything, whatever he said, that exact quote, whatever it was. Um, was on ABC, was was Oprah, as a matter of fact. So, I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> I just find it funny. He loves the media. Look, if you go back in, if you go back in time, he learned to how to skew the media in every which direction. And if you don't believe me, look about a documentary. It's called Dirty Money, okay? There's a great episode. I can't remember which season it is. There's like two seasons. It's amazing. And go look at his, his ability to manipulate the media so much to get seen as the biggest mastermind of 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 real estate even other recent real estate moguls will tell you it's it's a farce like he would he would he would call kid you not talk about the fakest news ever out there certain tabloids are his friends because guess what he would give them information and don't believe me this is this is public knowledge by the way he would give them information that would skew in a different direction about somebody else he hung out with because that's how he got like listed. And he would just ask for a favor. And one of these guys is still his friend till today will support him, vote for him and do everything went publicly on a documentary called dirty money. Go check it out. Uh, and, and he literally said, well, yeah, you know, that's the way the tabloids work. The guy, and he admitted is one of the best PR for himself because he would make the call and ask a favor in return, but he'd give dish on certain people. Some of it true. I don't know how much true. So if you were a friend of Trump and you know, like all the lies he spread about you, guess what? Welcome to the four one one fake news is where it's at. And he's used it ever since before he became president people. Yeah. I mean, he's, he himself is the king of fake news. I mean, let's be real about that. I mean, you're 100% right on that. He's he's done more with that than anybody else. I mean, it's it's it just boggles my mind. And, and you know what? It's you know what really has bothered me about this whole election campaign is for the first time in my memory, and I, and I might be wrong. Um, 
that when I see a political campaign commercial, you know, especially for Trump, I haven't seen as many for Biden, um, but from Trump, every single one of his hasn't been about policy, hasn't been about what he's done right or what he's, you know, what he's planning to do. Mm-hmm. It's not about anything other than talking shit about Biden. Of course. There's a, there's this one where it looks like it's a little um uh what is it a like a little um uh damn it like um I can't think of the word but it's anyway it's this group of people and they're going around just kind of saying why they're going to vote for Trump and you know why they shouldn't vote for Biden and, and they're just kind of going back and forth and you know a couple of them said like well he's never lied to us and he's always followed through on his promises. Um, right. One of the ones said, well, you know, the only person standing between us and socialism is Donald Trump. Um, Don, you know, Biden's going to erase jobs and raise taxes. It's just about what they think Biden's going to do and not about what Trump can or can or can't or what has he done or what what's he's going to do in the future. And I find that completely appalling when we should be talking about policy and here's my plan over the next four years. We're just sitting there talking about how shitty of a person this other person is. And by the way, I might even go ahead and sign a freaking, you know, executive order preventing him from even becoming president. What kind of person is this? Devil fork, double-headed snake. That's all I got to say. Look, <laughs> look. at the end of the day, uh, you know, I've always said this on the show, and, and I have. I, I, I've, I've come to have a love-hate relationship with President Trump, okay? I've always said, if he does the right thing, I will applaud him. And I've done so on the morning show. And he did, like... He, he would do something, I don't know if you remember, but back in March, all of a sudden he put the lockdown down, and, and it, he didn't want to, if you remember that. He didn't want to. He was very much against it. And then all of a sudden, he looked like a kid who got told what to do, and he read it verbatim. You could tell he wasn't excited about the news, right? He was just like, I need to announce this. So go look at the tape, seriously. And you'll see him suddenly, you know, kind of like, uh, it's not Trump, not regular Trump. Whenever he gets trouble or slapped behind, like the the, which I believe that was the 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 news of how many people could potentially die if he did nothing. So all of a sudden, you saw the lockdown happen, right? And I applauded that. I said, you know what? I, I applauded for this. I didn't applaud businesses necessarily locking down. I applauded that the more stay at home, we need to get a handle on this, get ahead of it. Because if, and I, I, I just knew it based on my sister, if too many people get sick really quick, really fast, there was an article that I posted on my Facebook page, which was a leaked document, which I'm glad they leaked it, but people didn't pay attention when I posted it. And it was a study. There were like eight different ones that came out of the potential problem if this did if we did not get ahead of it of how many people could get not only affected but also die from it and that same article or, or a different one is what the one that i think he finally woke up and says oh okay but then but then what did he do before easter he's like oh we're gonna be fine and then well what was that about and then and then we we all went back to the way it was and that was when you saw people at first they did the right thing remember that they're like, okay, we're really good. Granted, it was a little colder at the time. It wasn't as hot. And, and all of a sudden, once he threw out that, oh, we're going to be back by Easter, you had a bunch of people suddenly saying, I don't care about this. It's not a real thing. Do you remember that? Yep. I remember that very, very well. So you had one high head of sake, which I applauded. I says, good job doing the right thing. And then the very like next week, he says, ah, we're going to be through. It's not a big deal. And now fast forward, what has he admitted to? 
He had the information all along. He showed the graph. If we did nothing, but I did something. But then you end up doing nothing in the middle saying, oh, it's going to be fine. But he says, no, I didn't want to create a panic. Well, what do you do in the event of a disaster? Say, hey, people, there's no um, tsunami coming. I hope you guys don't die. Don't evacuate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so hard to believe that, you know, the majority of the country, excuse me, I'm not going to say that. Um, that the majority of the people that are Trump supporters are Trump supporters. Yeah. You know, the, the things that he's led them to believe and is, you know, the things that he's saying are just outright outlandish most of the time. You know, he doesn't answer questions that potentially could, you know, harm him in any which way, shape, or form. You know, at least during, you know, Bush's campaign, you know, or, you know, while he was president, if someone asked him a question he didn't like, he at least answered it. He may have mumbled through it, but at least answered the question. You know, with with Trump, he's just like, oh, I'm not even talking to you. Take his mic away. You know, fake news, whatever, goodbye. Move next on. And, yeah. and it's, it's it's insulting. Derek, let me ask you something. When's the last time you went on a – I don't know if you're, if you're, you're with your, you know, a significant other. I am. Okay. Uh, if your significant other suddenly started to do this in your life, what would you think? <laughs> that she was cheating. <laughs> Thank you. She was cheating on you, right? And if you called her out on that, she'd be like, you're a fake man, right? And then you're like, wait, what? I caught you in bed with the other dude. Like, it wasn't that's me. not, that's, that's, you know what? Your eyes are deceiving you. I mean, do, do you understand what I'm saying? The complexity of the stupidity that we're facing as a nation? Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right, and it's sad that how right we your, you and I both are because it's it's pathetic. And it I really think the is. Maj- I, look, I think the majority of the nation really does skew in this way. I don't think the majority – look, here's what I know. Here's what I know. There's a really good documentary, okay? Uh, it deals with Cambridge Analytica, okay? They got in trouble for a lot of stuff. Obviously, a lot of people don't really know the full story, but if you want to look at data and you want to look at social media and something that President Trump even admitted to as of most recently, he felt he did a really good campaign on social media. How many of those ads did you see that were all on social media, Derek? Uh, I saw a lot, if I remember correctly. But do you watch television anymore? I watch Hulu. Okay. Very little TV, yeah. What I call augmented television, right? It's now online. It's streaming, yeah, right? Yeah. So so the Cambridge Analytica, for those that don't know, took advantage of a lot of people. And one of the people there who was somewhat responsible had to be put in front of um, a testimony. This was when Facebook got in trouble. Remember that? Facebook got in trouble. All of a sudden, he looked like a like, like a deer in headlights. What do I do, right? Yeah. Because they released certain information that they shouldn't have released. But Cambridge Analytica were like so many of the companies that have this information, know the data analytics of people, and they know based on your profile and or your behavior and or your click-through and or your purchasing, how you will skew in either direction. And they were looking for specifically, and look at the documentary. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe I should look it up. But it's on Cambridge Analytica. It's on Netflix. Um, if anybody knows it, please say it. Um, but it, it was a really good. Oh, it's called The Great Hack. Go check it out. It, it was published in 2019. And and basically, long story short, this I, look for those on the Democratic side. Uh, this was the same company that helped Obama get into office. OK, they yeah. also were the same company that got in trouble but nobody is denying they helped the Trump presidency. So back to social media. 
I think a lot of people, if they see certain ads skewed in a certain direction, guess what? How many times have you, I don't know, thought and or spoken of a particular ad and all of a sudden it pops up on your newsfeed? Countless times. And they say, they say that's based on pixel tracking, right? Which yeah. is a different form where you visit a website. I can tell you right now, I don't visit the majority of things that I talk about, but all of a sudden these things pop up. But look, all of a sudden I'm a conspiracy theorist if I preach and teach that. But here's what I do know. The Cambridge Analytica thing did happen. They got in trouble. Did they rename themselves? Did they sell it off to somebody else, the information? There's some information coming out around the corner, I can tell you this. And I, I but you know what? I think it's not gonna matter. I think people don't really care at the end of the day. And if they did, they would say, you know what? Let's look at how we're getting our information. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I still, it boggles my mind that people don't even realize that certain things like that are happening every day. You know, say for instance, you're on Facebook or you leave Facebook, whether well, it doesn't matter if you're on your computer or you're on the app and you go and Google guitars or guitar prices or no, not my phone. Uh, um, they listen too well. Um, you know, guitar, guitar prices. Next thing you know, Guitar Center, Sam Ash, you know, all these different ads, Offender, Gibson, all of a sudden they're now on your, your Facebook feed. And they're just like, oh, well, that's coincidental. Yeah, so you know, the American people are not dumb anymore, okay? The American people are much smarter than they have been in the past. So I have to beg the question of if President Trump wins, did we did we literally get dumbed down or or did we get leveled up? Here's what I mean by that. If we get leveled up, guess what? Then we should focus on one thing. We should focus on let's do the right thing, not the wrong thing, and there you go. Well, so with that being said, um, here's the magic question that I've seen countless news articles talk about when it comes down to doing the right thing or the wrong thing. If he loses, let's say. Right. And a lot of people are under the assumption, you know, that he's not going to accept the the results of the election mm -hmm. and he might not leave the White House. Mm -hmm. What do you think? And this is strictly opinion based. Right. Is going to be hypothetical. Hypothetical. What do you think will be the outcome of that? Because um, the Constitution and the laws state that in a situation like that, the Secret Service needs to step in and they'll physically remove him. But mm -hmm. what if he has people on the inside of this, the Secret Service that are supporting him and they're going to be like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to support him. So, I mean, what, what do you think in a situation like that would happen? Um, I think the better question, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, is if he wins by a landslide, that won't even come up. True? Oh, absolutely. So where do we go wrong? If he wins by a landslide, but he wins marginally or not marginally, why would he fight in the first place? Let's just attack that right here right now. If he wins by a margin no. He, no, or loses. Either. Miss, okay. If he loses, he's going to call for a thousand and one recounts and then probably, you know, say that it was a fraud and file lawsuits and everything else like that. Um, but, why, he, but why is he setting it up already for that is my question. If he feels Biden is not really a, a, a shoe in, why would he feel like he's going to already be defeated? Does that make sense? A person that is confident, a person that, correct me if I'm wrong, Trump is like always right, right? Uh, and he's always got confidence like for days, right? Yep. Trump's never wrong, right? Even when he's right, he's right.
he's never wrong. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. My point is this. Why is he running scared by throwing out that information? Does he feel he's going to lose? Is there's a subconscious mind in his head going, I might lose. I don't want to lose. Cause I don't, I look anybody that's confident says, look, the winner wins hands down, done and done. What do you got to, why do we even have to throw this out there? Why are you even saying you won't accept in the event because you think you're going to lose? I thought he called Biden. What did he call him? What what, what are the terms he calls Biden now? Sleepy Joe, um, uh, slow Joe. There's a couple of them. I can't, but sleepy Joe is his favorite one. Yeah. Okay. So if he's asleep at the wheel, right? Well, then what does that make Trump? If he's going to all of a sudden put it, look, Unless I know somebody else is running that's going to have a better challenge at Trump, which, shoot, I would run if I had the money, to be honest, but I don't have the money. But if I had the money, I'd go up against Trump 100%. Here's what I know about him. He is an egomaniac. He is pompous, and he usually knows what to do, right? So why is he throwing this out there as though it's a political thing? If he's so confident he's going to win, why would he run afraid? That's my question. I have a theory. Um, My theory is this. He's got millions and millions and millions and millions of debt coming due with no way of paying it back. Mm. Plus there's also this um, IRS investigation into that $72.9 million tax return he's got. Um, And also now with, you know, his uh, tax returns being out there, um, which I think he had an idea was going to happen. I mean, there's no way he got surprised by that by the New York times. I think he is, trying everything he possibly can to win the White House, because if he doesn't, he's going to be indicted. Um, Mm. And I think he's running scared because he's not afraid of losing the election because he's afraid of of being indicted. So in that case, I honestly think that if he loses sometime in November, maybe December, he's going to resign. And in that Mm. case, Pence will take over and then Pence will pardon him. And I can I can hmm. almost see that happening. You know, that's an interesting theory. I haven't heard that theory. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, except that I feel that he has enough money to say, I'll claim bankruptcy again. I mean, how many times did the guy claim bankruptcy to begin with? So, you know, look, uh, I, you know, agree to disagree. I think I here's the reality. Um, a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen with India and China. A lot of people are unaware what's happening with India and China. However, I beg the question of this, of the American people. It is this. Why has President Trump said from the very beginning, this was the Chinese virus when everybody knows it's called COVID-19? Do you know how many different COVIDs there are, by the way? Um, I can't remember the exact number, but I know there's at least 19. <laughs> yeah, this is the night, right? 2019. That was why they, they, they dubbed it that because it, it actually came out in 2019, not 2020. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be COVID-20. Now they're talking about a new mutated version of this. I don't know if that's COVID. But my point is this. Did all of them come from China? Do you understand the, the complexity of that question? What I mean by that is this. A lot of people are unaware that China and India are currently poised on the uh, line of control is what they're called. And, and people are being so sidetracked with this coronavirus, they're unaware that India and China are about to go head-to-head right here, right now. Now, President Trump has, admittedly so in the last five days, said that, oh, yeah, that's a really bad thing. I hope I can help them, blah, 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 blah. But there's news articles going back months ago that said that the U.S. was already going to back India if they went to war against China. This is nothing new. But people all of a sudden, when I talk about it, people are like, 
what are you talking about? And then, then they do the research. They go, oh, I had no idea. So so look, the, the, the information has been skewed against China for quite some time. Look, am I a fan of China? No. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, freedom of religion is a huge talking point for me. And I think it is for the majority of people, whether you believe or don't believe, whether you believe that there's a right to to like bear arms. Right. Do you believe that there's a right to bear arms? Yes. OK. Do you believe in the right that even though you may not agree with the majority of religions out there, that at least it's their right to choose what they Abs want to believe? Absolutely. OK. Well, there's countries like China and Russia I have an interview coming up this week that I'm going to uh, be debuting on something Russia's doing, but it's, it's no different than what China's been doing. They've been, if you look at the articles, there's mosques that have been turned down. Uh, I'm sorry, tear down, torn down, really. Uh, and then there's other ones that actually, you know, are of Christian faiths, of a variety of Christian faiths that they've actually said, President Xi, I'm sorry, calling him President Xi, I should call him. He, you get what I'm saying, not he, she, she, it's X, I, she, uh, whatever he is, the, the, the guy in charge uh, basically said, look, listen to me, those, those religions can't do anything for you, I can do everything for you, dot, 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 you fill in the blank. You understand what I'm saying about that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the that right there has really been hidden from the American view, you know, um, and which, again, doesn't surprise me either. There's, you know, there's lots of times where you know, it's censorship at its finest. You know, it, that's a big deal um, that, you know, India and China, uh, China are potentially going to go to war. Huge. And you have a billion. You have 1.3 on one side billion. You have another billion on the other side. And you've got real estate in the middle of the Himalayan mountains. Why are they fighting about this during coronavirus? Yeah, I know. It, you know, two of the biggest countries in the world, two of the most populated countries in the world, are going to, you know, battle it out. And uh, most Americans are completely oblivious to it. I, I mean, I knew that. Um, See, and you're, I, I, I guess what? I can almost guarantee you found that information from non-US based media. Al Jazeera. <laughs> I look over, I look, I look at stories all around the world. And I always tell people this, and I'm, I'm glad we're sharing this. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I have a face mask here. I'm not going to put it on, but I'm going to pad because I am sweating in here, which yeah, by too. the way, face masks are really good for absorbing sweat, by the way, just so you know. Okay. As long as it's your own sweat, not somebody with coronavirus, get it. Okay. But look, here's the reality, Derek. In, in life, in life, you've got you've got people fighting for control of a little border, a thin line. I said just like a couple of weeks ago, I think somebody's listening over there in India because they're now building a wall. I said, just build a wall for crying out loud. If you're going to build a wall anywhere, build a wall between you two, right? And stop fighting. Let's do the right thing. Do the right thing for your people. There's a lot of people on both sides of India and China that have been losing their lives left and right. Why are we going to war, people? You know, both of these have conservatively about a couple hundred nuclear weapons on both ends of the aisle. Yep. That, that's, that's not to mention bombs that they haven't even talked about, right? So, so look, the reality is this, Derek. In life, we need to stand up, make a decision for ourselves and say this. Look. Do I want a president that's going to help negotiate peace or do I want a president that wants to go to war at the first sign of trouble? Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Um, go just, for it. Just for fun. Go for it. But we're also talking about a president that has been nominated on three different occasions for uh, you know a Nobel Peace Prize. True. For negotiating. He helped, he helped Israel, did he not? He did. So, so, so my question is this is in the next couple of days and or weeks or months, is it going to uh, take, look, you know who actually called them to the cable? I'm sorry. Table. 
but probably on cable and on their own <laughs> news media. Look, uh, Reuters uh, discussed this, by the way. They both, the leaders or ambassadors, really, went to not China, not to India, not to the United States of America. They went to Russia. Russia. Yeah. Vladimir Putin called them in. Officially, unofficially, I don't know what it was. I don't know what kind of discussion they had because for nine hours, evidently, they had this discussion. They're seeing coming out again. These are the ambassadors coming out and saying, "You know what? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna tear down our defenses and back off of each other. We we love one another. We're we're so happy. We we just we're so happy." And literally, I I said, "Well, you know what? Ah, I'll wait to see if that's going to be true." Within the next couple of weeks, here we are. More armaments. Look. Japan's in the fray, Australia's in the fray, the South China Sea. There, there's battleships surrounding China, and China's trying to like, uh, what do we do, right? But here's the reality: you've got South China, of course, the Chinese waters. They're declaring sovereignty. They're saying we have this is our area. All, all other countries are saying no, you don't. Um, so I don't think it's just India and China. But here's my question: if Vladimir Putin could call them to the table, what prevents President Trump from doing that right here, right now? Uh, nothing. And why isn't he? Oh, because he's wanting to win the next presidency. That's right. Instead of doing the right thing and making sure these wars cease to exist, or at least call them to the table, say, why are you kids fighting for territory? Come on. You got enough territory. Why don't you keep I your do. people safe? And, you know, look, China, you've already made it so people can't have kids. So you've got that on. You know, look, uh, there's a lot of things I don't agree with China. I'm 100% not agreeing with the the, the look. China is not always in the right, okay? I'm not saying they are. I Some people will say, oh, you love China. Yeah, I tend to love stuff that's manufactured there for, for you know, because, look, if China goes to war, what do you think is going to happen to the majority of manufacturing of things and products that we, well, hey, maybe we could bring it back to America, right? Correct. And then, you know, American country, you know, companies will jack up the prices. So then you got that. It begs that question. Well, then unemployment. Wait, it's, well, that should be like you should put, put more people back to work. So, look, if at the end of the day, I don't think you need to go to war with China to be able to bring jobs back. You just need to figure it out on how to make it affordable for everybody. Um, you know, look, but put people back to work and make it aff more affordable because, that you know, what the reason companies are leaving, they've left for all this time. Honestly, so Derek is back to what you just said. You know that that Apple moved out of China most recently to go into India because of the political situation. Oh wait, it wasn't political. That's right, because China and India are about to go to war. They're like, you know what? We're going to hedge our bets. We're going to go to India. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. And the thing that's funny about what you just said, as far as like bringing jobs back to America, is um, a lot of the business over there is call centers directed here from America. Um, you know. I know Microsoft still has, you know, um, call centers over there. A lot of people still have call centers over there. So, you know, if you're – so what's the difference between China and India? They both have, you know, stuff that we, we need and have. So what's the difference? Oh, wait, it's communism. So, you know, it's that whole, you know, oh, communism's bad no matter what. You know, whether that is or isn't true is not the point. The, the point is – you know, we always seem to point the fingers at anybody that doesn't believe in similar things that we have. That is, oh, that's bad no matter what. So they must be our enemy. You follow well, what look, I'm saying on that? I, yeah, I, but at the end of the day, I look, um, I love the American um, Constitution of the United States of America because at the end of the day, 
one of the one of one one of the founding fathers. Oh wait, that's right. It wasn't just one. It was a group of really smart men, right? That if they were alive today, do I think they might edit certain things to accommodate the world that we live in right here, right now? Honestly, I think the majority they keep the same. And what I mean by that is, look, freedom of religion, right? That is that goes back eons and eons of time of 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 human culture, right? It goes so far back. I remember thinking about, uh, for example, people love, love to quote the Bible, right? But they forget uh, the Bible was both Hebrew and, or just Hebrew. Okay, look, agree or disagree. I don't know. But the reality is the Israelite nation were captive as slaves to the, what, Egypt? Remember that? Yep. Now, is that a true story? Is it a fake story? Did somebody make it up? I don't know. We don't live at that time. But what I do know is this. We live here and now, and we got to figure out how to live on this world together. If we don't learn how to live on this world together, then guess what? Why are we here? Exactly. And, you know, I feel you're 100% accurate on that. But the problem I think that I see is it goes back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation. Um, you know, it goes back down to everyone is siding with their political side. You know, they, they feel that, Oh, we picked this. We have to agree with everything on it. Um, there's some things we can disagree on, but if, if the majority of the people on our party say, this is a good thing, then I'm jumping on the bandwagon. And it's not, again, it's not about what's best for the American people. It's not about what's best for the rest of the world. It's about what's best for, their pockets and therefore they continue to have control in ways that they can continue to dictate how things are going in this country. You know, the fact that um, we're supposed to have a separation of church and state, but every single Republican says, Oh, we were founded on Christian morals. Mm. Okay. Fantastic. It's 2020. But at the same time, we're also talking about it at a time where we're talking about freedom of religion, but yet we're also talking about a, a, a president that banned Muslim travel from countries you know, so where is that? So it's it's freedom of religion, except if you're Muslim, you know, and then at the same time, you know, equality for all Americans. Oh, except if you're transgender, because earlier this year in June, while Pride Month was going on, he um, wrote an order rolling back uh, medical protections um, that allows um, doctors to basically. Um, Show uh, not show prejudice. That's not a word um, I was looking for. That can actually you know choose whether or not they want to treat treat transgender. That was part of the um, Obamacare. Now he rolled that back, and you can the transgender person can go to a doctor and they can say, "Nope, I'm, I don't want to treat you." And that was actually done during Pride Month. Mm. That's pretty messed up. Mm. So you know all these things are happening, and not a damn person saying a damn word about it. Well, and and I and I appreciate your uh, you look your platform because look, and here's the great thing about social media, right? We can agree to disagree all the time, and 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 yet walk away as friends. That's what I wish for the American people. I wish that we would stop dividing our own communities, whatever community you live in, whatever friends you have. I correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. Have you lost friends because of this? Uh, no. Good. You know how many friends I've lost because of this? Quite a few. Too many to count. And all because I keep saying, 
just do the right thing. Stay safe. Then sorry. Uh, I keep I keep spreading cautionary tale. Not look. I'm all for positivity. Okay, but but if that means it's going to cause a problem for the American people and or family members, then I have to say enough. And 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 when I say enough, I say this. You know. On, on my morning show, for example, I talk and I always have to use a disclaimer because I say, you know, my thoughts are my own, my own opinions don't reflect those of, of the station. And and I say that because unfortunately in the past, you know, you mentioned earlier that I was uh, on it and I was I was on a TV station, but the TV owner was very much pro Trump, 100 percent. So whenever I'd say something like he was like, oh, you can't say that. And I says, you know what? You're you're OK when I when I went against the Democratic side, weren't you? Well, yeah, that because that's true. I said, well, then agree to disagree. Yet at the end of the day, I'm no longer there. Why? Honestly, there's a lot unsaid. Maybe it'll be said one day. But look, at the end of the day, people are dividing their lines. And I say this, look. Divide your line, but don't throw caution to the wind. You know that same TV station owner said to me one time, and this was in early, let's see, I believe it was April. Uh, January, March, April, May, June. Yeah, so early April, one of the counties here called San Bernardino County says, we don't no longer need face masks. So he said to me, admittedly, you don't need a face mask. And I said, I'm not going to listen to that. They don't even know half the time what they're talking about. And then guess what? Three weeks later, boom, mandatory. Hello, don't throw your thinking caps on. Oh, wait, that's right. That's what President Trump wants. He's, he says basically, in essence, hey, I got a really smart mind. I'm really smart. Remember that little news clip? I, I use my brain. I'm, I, got, I know these things, right? Don't believe it. Use your own brain. Yeah, so that actually brings up a question I've been begging to answer, um, begging to ask since, you know, we got this interview started. You know, one of the things that we've been led to believe over the years, and in some cases it's still true, that the news media is supposed to be unbiased and give us straight facts. Mm. However, with proof of you know Fox News and CNN, that, that's not necessarily always the case. So in a situation like with you, um, mm-hmm. where you have an opinion-based you know, radio talk show, right. you know, you're kind of not confined to that. But you know, if you're a news anchor, you know, doing the six o'clock news or the 11 o'clock news or world news tonight, whatever you have to give facts, but we've kind of seen that kind of being rolled back into now it's all a political stuff, opinion based, you know, not so much fact, but what we believe in and so on and so forth. Why? uh, So if I was to turn on the news today and scroll through every single channel that has the news going on, how are we as human beings, as Americans supposed to know what's real and what's not? Um, I'm glad you're asking that because that's a conversation I've actually had on the morning show. And here's why. I certainly, look, um, I don't ever want to skew so far in one direction that I'm automatically only in one direction. Does that make sense? Correct. For example, there are some opinions and or thoughts and or ideas by both sides that I sometimes will agree with either on one side and or the boat or both. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I say that admittedly so, cause I never used to really care about politics. Okay. Until my sister got into um, the situation she got in. And then I heard the rhetoric on one side saying it was a democratic hoax, right? Let's, let's agree or disagree. He did. He said, he didn't say it, whatever. Play back the newsreel. Right. But, but look, at the end of the day, on my show at least, I've always said this. I'm always willing to hear the other side, no matter what side that is. Does that make sense? Yep, I too. view myself as more independent. 
And what I mean by that is I don't want to ever skew on just Democratic and or just Republican. I want to skew on what's right for people. I think if the majority of people started to make decisions based on that, they will not be afraid to stand up and say, look, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that Democratic idea or that Republican idea. I'm a, I'm a freedom thinker. I think for myself and I make decisions based on what way I think is the right way to go, not the way my own party decides to skew things. But back to news media, okay? News media is often bought. And I talked about this on one show. I actually posted a, a graphic which shows which there's an independent news agency. I don't remember the name of it. I'll, I could look it up and repost it, but I posted and people like it went in one ear and not the other because I saw little to no interaction. But it showed all of the news media outlets and it showed which side they skew. They had far, far right, like far right, right? And then they had far, far left. And then they had somewhat leaning left and somewhat leaning right. And then they had some somewhat unbiased, like I think NPR was in there. There were a couple others as well, like in the middle. And I say, look, Look at both sides. You know how many times I looked at Fox and said, sometimes they have good articles. And sometimes I look I at other articles that I know lean the other way and I go, sometimes they have good articles. And then I look at stupid articles. I go, that's obviously stupid because I'm using my thinky brain. So here's what I say. On my morning show, I cover both sides. And if I'm wrong, I've had people, I've had people that I that love Trump. I had the TV station owner call one day and he called for a good 15 minutes. We spoke. And at the end of the day, you know what he said to me? What's that? This is a recording. This is on my social media. He said this, and I, I I don't remember for word for word. He says, yeah, I think sometimes he just, well, me and my, you know, friends think he should keep his mouth shut on some stuff. But, you know, I still like the guy. I'm like, what part do you think he should shut his mouth? No, I didn't ask him. But, but at the end of the day, I said, look, do we agree on something? Because I think sometimes when we talk about, look, at the end of the day, Derek, if it's going to affect you your lady, your family members, shouldn't we do the right thing by your own family and or just everybody else or just nobody else and just your family? Does that make sense? And exactly. Whatever's the, 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 for the better good. Cause I mean, I'm very independent as well. I'm very straight down the middle. You know, there's a lot of things that I, uh, Republicans say that I completely agree on, you mm -hmm. know, keeping, you know, uh, you know, keeping the, and this is one of the ones that's kind of oxymoronic because they say it, but yet they try to do it. You know, keeping the government out of, you know, certain situations, a looser government is one of the things that they preach, but yet they're always trying to step in when they don't belong. But they preach that at least, you know, I'm not a big fan of unions, which is a democratic thing. You know, there's a lot of different things that, you know, I, I go back and forth on um, as far as me right and now. And that's goes, okay. But exactly. See, you, you are willing to admit what I think a majority of, of both Republicans and or Democratic that registered as such should be able to say, you know what, I'm going to remove that, go independent 100%, and not only am I going to go independent, I'm going to wait for them to earn my decision-making processes. Exactly. You understand? Exactly. What's because wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Because, you know, in this situation right here, I am just not a Trump guy. I, I you know... Am I a Biden guy? Eh, you know, I think he's good. Okay, let wins, me ask you this. Do great. What Republican do you think you would vote for if they were to run right now? Like God. that you admire. That you admire. A Republican that I admire. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one right now. And that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, now if you would ask me four years ago. I would have said Rudy Giuliani, but, okay. but 
knowing now he's Trump's lawyer, I, I kind of have lost that you know, respect for him. Yeah, look, uh, sometimes people, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. When New York happened, Rudy Giuliani, I was like, wow. And then the things came out and some things he said since then, I go, I think he hit the I don't care switch, you know, like whoever pays yeah. my bills, back to lobbyists, right? Whoever pays my bills, instead of going, but do you agree with it? Nah, they pay my bills. What do you like? Are we really going to look? Is Trump paying your bills, people? Oh, that's right. He he removed it down to 300. Wait, is he removing it? Is he moving it back up to 1200? Is that the latest news? Oh, no. that's right. He wants to get votes. So you know what? I would say this. Have him do all the right thing for the American people right here, right now. And have him not throw caution to the wind. That way he can at least earn a vote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to what you just said. Yeah. Pelosi came out today, I believe, and said that the newest one on the floor is $1,200 payments and then $600 a week for unemployment um, on top of what the state gives you. And look, That's the uh, one. people are hurting right now. Businesses are closing by the bunch. Why are we not talking about implementing safety protocols at these businesses? Look, I'm all for, here's what, and I keep talking about this on the morning show. I'm all for, there's certain devices that do infrared ability, like from 15, 20 feet away, you can see who has a fever. And you can say, look, you don't come into the business, you have a fever. And they go, oh my God, I had no idea I had a fever. You know, the majority of times a fever is one of the precursors and or granted, some could be asymptomatic, that's true. But now that we're entering the fall, you have colds, you have flus, you have a lot of things we're not talking about. Oh, that's right, they are talking about it, but we deleted them called the World Health Organization that shares information with other countries that are going through the same thing. Was that the dumbest move ever? It really was for him to, you know, back out. Now, luckily, luckily, it's not an immediate back out. I mean, I think it said it takes like 2025 or something like that. But hopefully he doesn't go back in office and they can repeal that. Because, but here's yeah. the problem. He puts so much anti-World Health Organization out there that his supporters are like, I'm not going to listen to them. You understand? He did so yeah. much anti-Fauci that people are like, oh, Fauci is a moron. And I'm like, that guy studies like these things. Like he puts himself in these like, like long torturous textbooks of textbooks. Do you want to do that and become the expert and tell me what to do? Which doctor would you rather go to? The Trump doctor or the Fauci doctor? Just, I mean, come on, people. Yeah. And, and what gets me about the Fauci stuff is, you know, Trump obviously chose him for a reason. And yet he disagrees with him all the time, but yet he hasn't fired him. I don't think but, Fauci is there out of out of wanting to be there. I think he was put there on purpose. I don't think I think if Trump had his way, he would have been look, how many how many personnel of Trump have either been fired or let go, admittedly so? Too damn many for me to count. Yeah. Fauci doesn't go by the rules. That's why I think Fauci is like a, a real baller. You know what I mean? Oh, he is. And, and Trump kind of leaves him alone and he agrees with him sometimes and he doesn't because he with has him to. Yeah. That's that's my question. Who's behind the scenes of Trump? And I know Trump doesn't want to admit to this, but he sometimes acts like a little big baby when he has to read on the prompter. I have to do this. I don't like look, just look at back at the there's so many times he did this. You know, like look, if I were running for president, I'd be like, look, I don't want to do this by being told to. It's safe for the people. I'm I, Maybe I don't know everything, but no, I would never do that. Because you know what I'd say? Let's look at the professionals. Let's look at the people that are smart. Let's look at the people that know what to do. I only know how to run a business. I don't know how to pay my taxes, 
Because I let somebody else do my tax. I guarantee he's probably going to say, I didn't know my tax person did that, right? He's going to blame it on the tax person. I didn't know I signed off on that. I didn't. I have a person signing off for me. My point is this. Look, at the end of the day, I'm not going to take anything away from him being a business entrepreneurial person. Yeah. I am going to take away the idea uh, that he is all things to all people for all time. Because that's just no one person. Does that make sense? Yeah. And... <laughs> and by the way, if he, uh, I saw this today, if he comes out and, tonight and says, or even right now as we speak, I don't know, um, you know, he comes out and says, well, my accountant did that. I had no idea about it. Four years ago during the debate with Hillary, she brought up this exact same claim. And he said, she probably, he hasn't probably paid taxes in 20 years and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, yeah, because I'm a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on that news reel. But you know what? That is exactly what news. happens. But then you'll be called fake news. You, Whenever you – look, it's it's like the cheating spouse, right? The moment the cheating spouse gets caught, all of a sudden, they're not, I, I don't know that person, right? How many times have he – I don't know them very well, right? Anybody that gets in trouble in his inner camp, I did I, – I spoke to them once or twice, right? He's the cheating spouse, people. Don't. What do you do with the cheating spouse? You divorce them. You say, "There's the door. Get out. Sayonara. Adios. Arrivederci. Ciao." Whatever you say, whatever language you say, just say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. It's just this whole thing is <laughs> has just gotten me all types of riled up because it's just hilarious. Um, you know, as a stand-up comic, you know. And, and as doing this, the show too, it's like, you know, I got to stay current on, you know, you know, a year ago before I started the show, I didn't care. I couldn't care less about the news. I, I stayed up to it, you know, just to make sure that I was, you know, knowledgeable of certain things, but it was just so depressing. Uh, now it's like, you know, you know, especially like today when I'm talking to you, um, I wanted to make sure I, you know, had all my facts straight and stuff like that. So I did some research, more research than I normally do for a conversation, um, just to make sure that we're on the same page. But like, even, uh, you know, on a non-normal day, excuse me, on a normal day, reading this stuff just to kind of stay current on it, just so I can make my jokes, you know, and my monologue that I have, um, that I'm not doing tonight, but, you know, it's like, I got to find a joke in there somewhere. But yet at the same time, there's nothing to really laugh about. Yeah, I, I I I make jokes all the time on the morning show, and usually they're at 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 somebody's expense. Never, because look, here, here's the reality: I don't know who's going through what right now. Um, and and I've seen so many people so sad, mad, angry. Some people are doing things that they think is right, and admittedly so. I think in like a few weeks' time, they'll be like, "What was I thinking?" Um. In, in reality, I think people are, are more frustrated in life. They don't know what to do. You've got protesters. You've got people that take advantage of the protesting. You've got people that are, you know, in putting people in harm's way. What I mean by that is you have the police force, the majority, trying to do the right thing. And then the, there's a minority in every single, I don't care who you are. Uh, I don't care what race you are. I don't care what religion you are, what, what what ethnicity you are. There's always a minority that ruins it for the majority. Agree to disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, but I think it, the majority of us. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Derek? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think the majority of us are more cautionary thinking people. And I'm just saying, if you're truly thinking in your brain, then stop posting dumb stuff.
Okay. This- exactly. Because, uh, you know, I read somewhere today, um, I have to find it again to find the exact number, but some Christian organization um, did a charity, a fundraiser, whatever, for the Kenosha shooter. Mm. And it's something in the neighborhood of like five or $50 million they were able to raise for his legal camp, you know, his legal funds. Hmm. And it's like, and people were out there still calling this guy an American hero. Mm. That kind of boggles my mind. You know, that this guy, you know, regardless, now at the end he was attacked, but he shot somebody in the face. You know, I've watched the whole video multiple times. And by the way, if you haven't watched that video, don't watch that video. Um, it's horrible. Um, but the, for, you know, he killed three people, injured even more. And for people to call him an American hero to do such, you know, vile things at 17 years old with a gun he wasn't even legally allowed to own is, is, is heart-wrenching. And that's what, and you, you kind of brought that up, you know, the, you know, the one, you know, that's out there, you know, whatever. It's just, it, I can't even put it into words how, you know, upsetting that is. Um, I, you know, I get so many news articles coming my way. And sometimes I, I, I'll be honest, if you saw the morning show about a year ago, it was always fun, lighthearted. I didn't never like to talk about murders, rapists, uh, the you know anything that was negative i'm like this is a morning show let's let's spread more cheer spread more fun and 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 i'm just like you there's so many news articles i can't keep up with them to be honest yeah and sometimes i'll be there two three hours up before the next day going what am i going to talk about i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about that wildfires now are a thing you've got you know shootings left and right you got protesters getting beaten up admittedly so by a bad officer you got on the flip side officers getting shot in the head uh and or maimed and or i i just read another one about uh, a police precinct which one went in there and i i don't even know the full story because honestly sometimes it's just so much and i know i i run a, an hour show but i just i just sometimes need to kind of i hate to say this but i need to just kind of turn off sometimes and I'll be honest, for the last three weeks, I haven't watched a lot of what Trump and Biden are saying because at the end of the day, they're just saying the same stuff. I, it, it's the same stuff repeated over and over again, just differently, you know? Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, yeah, I, and I go through the same struggles every day. You know, I'll look at a guest and I'll be like, okay, so I know a little bit about this person because I don't really research my guests prior to them coming on. Yeah. Um, because I like to hear everything come out of their mouth. Right. Isn't that the whole point of an interview? Um, I'll read enough about them to where I can have a you know start a conversation, but that's that's where it pretty much ends. Right. And sometimes I'll look at it and go, okay, I'm talking to a fashion designer tonight. I'm not really a fashion guy. I'm a I'm a dude that enjoys wearing you know skinny jeans and you know Marvel t-shirts every day with a hat. Whatever uh, feels comfortable, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> what am I going to talk to this guy about? And then. You know, this conversation just kind of spews out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, this is beautiful. Or, you know, I'll talk to a musician that I'm not big on their type of music. Now, they might be great, and they might, you know, stun me and wow me, but I'm just not a fan of that type of music. So I got But I'm like, okay, let's try to get in the right frame of mind to talk about that type of music and their, you know, their, you know, their space in this whole thing. Right. And and it's it's difficult. So it's like, you know, 
I'm, I don't want to be involved with all that other stuff. I want to have fun, lighthearted, joking conversations, you know, maybe make a few penis jokes in there every once in a while too, just to whatever, you know what I'm saying? I don't, beam, that, you know. I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that, I mean, I like to be that lighthearted show. I don't like to be the, the serious show all the time. I like to have these conversations every once in a while because it's fun to kind of vent my frustrations all at one moment. Um, never have to worry about it the rest of the week, but it, and I, I definitely get the, I definitely hear and feel your frustrations on that. Yeah. Look, if I were running, I keep saying this, I'm not running for president of the office. Sometimes I wish I, I had the money to do so. I'm not going to lie. One time I had a dream where I actually won a lot of money and I'm like, why am I winning the money? And then next thing I was going up against Trump. That obviously hasn't happened. I haven't won. Uh, but the reality is this. Look, at the end of the day, I think the right people should should be willing to run. Look, I keep saying this. Would If Lincoln were alive today, would he win? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, are we talking about like a reincarnated Lincoln or just the same guy in, in today's times? Ooh, that's a better question. Okay, let's say he was um let's say he was reincarnated. Let's throw that one out there. I think he would. You know, Lincoln didn't make a dime out of a lot of his attorney stuff that he did. He was poor. Yeah. Do you think that the American people wants to choose anybody that does the right thing all the time, no matter how much like it made him look bad? You know, his wife was upset with him in the end of the day. There's a there's a real good book called The Unknown. Uh, Lincoln or the unknown Abraham Lincoln. Very interesting book. I read it. And there's a lot of stuff that didn't make like the history line. And it was written by Dale Carnegie. Look it up. And I, I venture to say, I don't think the American people is ready for somebody that does the right thing, no matter what, whether they make money and or do not. I think they just amplify people like President Trump that says, I make a lot of money. I may not pay a lot in taxes, but I make a lot of money and I put a lot of people to work and people go, oh, yeah, we need that for the country. And I say, was Kennedy a guy that was a huge, really big business person? No, he was. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I don't know if you love or hate Kennedy, but at the end of the day, there was somebody who prevented something from going off. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say that I think he would win and, you know, if he was reincarnated, um, you know, is because at least the Republicans that I talk to um, and I know um, always say, you know, Lincoln and um, Reagan were two of the greatest presidents ever. Um, at least that's like, again, that's at least the ones I know. Um, and I think because of that, I you know, the potential is there for a, 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 excuse me, a, Link, a Lincoln to win again. Yeah, but even Lincoln, I mean, if he would have hit like the, the going in, I don't know what his political campaign was like, to be honest. I think it was, it was a different time for a different age at that yeah. time. I think with social media skewing it in so many different directions, he'd have to have a lot of money is my point. In or, but, but have we kind of lost what the American people used to be? Correct me if I'm wrong. Back in the day of, of Abraham Lincoln, then I know people are like, well, it's a different time. But we didn't, you had what? You had a, a print article, right? Saying, oh, this, per like, how was voting done then differently than now? My point is this you need a lot of money to win. 
he that has the most amount of money wins. Does that make sense? Should that it should that not. be where the American people want? Nope. Wouldn't the American people want somebody that does the right thing no matter what? Wouldn't the American people want somebody that says, look, let's do the right thing no matter even if it makes their own president look bad. Look, I'm all for President Trump, and I keep saying this because I'm hoping somebody in his administration will listen. I don't care if he even says I was wrong. I'm so sorry, people. I should have put this lockdown earlier and kept it, and, and we should figure it out. We should get all Congress together, say, look, no more vacations until we figure this stuff out, because obviously we're losing businesses, we're losing employment, we're losing the numbers, people are unable to pay their credit card debt, they're unwilling to pay their mortgages, some are willing to pay, but they don't know when the money's going to come back, because their job is out of for hire. Educational school system is is gone belly up, literally, but why don't we take the time as the educational school system and... I don't know, give some free tuition, maybe not 100% free, but give it to the brightest minds, the smartest minds, the smartest minds, and just get it so that we can level back up so that we can start figuring out what to do next. Yeah. Is that so I, difficult, Derek? It's really not. And especially when it comes down to the money stuff, you know, in today's day and age, you know, with my, you know, DSLR camera and the internet, I can make a political video, uh, you know, running for president. And then put the advertisement on Facebook, you know, pay for my, you know, Facebook ad and then my Instagram ad and my Twitter ad and even a Snapchat ad and everything else like that. You know, maybe spend five grand to run it for 30 days and I can reach just as many people as they're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on to make sure that it airs on, you know, network TV, which by the way, you know, network TV is on the decline. So more people are watching YouTube on a daily basis than they watch network TV. But that's beside the point. The point is, you know, in today's day and age, it shouldn't be about that. Because again, I can reach just as many people with $5,000 if I bought ads on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else yeah. to reach that exact same amount of people. Why does it matter if I didn't spend a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars? Why should that even matter? If I am a, a person that you know is a, a, a you know a, a good manager of a business, and I run my family properly, we don't have any debt. Yeah, granted, we only make you know one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year, but you know we're we're we don't have any debt. We, all of our stuff is paid off. We make our mortgage payments, stuff like that. Why is am I looked down upon versus somebody who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars and spends millions and millions and millions of dollars? And look, you had some really two good points earlier. I'm sure you have a lot more good points. I always do. I'm, I'm a smart guy like that. <laughs> Keep smart. Don't get stupid. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, um, it, it's uh. It's, it's just mind-boggling. It really is. Um, on, a, on a good news, though, today, um, I know you talked about this, I believe, yesterday on your show. Um, Afghanistan and uh, mm. Pakistan are working on peace treaty. That could be potentially huge as far as positivity goes. Um, well, yeah, look, uh, Afghanistan is at war again with the neighboring country. I can never rena uh, name the country. I'm going to botch it up, and I don't want to botch that one up. That's pretty serious. That just happened over the weekend on Sunday. Um, and look, I, I hear all the time peace treaties being happen are happening, and, and, and I'm glad. I applaud that, right? That's what we need to be as a nation, 100%. I think we need to make uh, – 
on, honestly, I think we need to be back to square one here at the home front, to be honest. I, I think uh, in reality, we've got neighboring countries like south of the border, literally, and north of the border, too, that we, we need to make peace with a little bit more than not. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Especially Canada. Yeah. And I've never been to Canada. Have you? No, but I want to. Me too. I have a lot of friends in Canada. Um, yeah. just It just sounds peaceful. It does. It sounds so much lighthearted than here. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, some would be like, that's a socialist country. You know, if you want your taxes high, sky high, if you want to live there. And I go, man, did you just stop buzzing my kill? Seriously. At least they got... You know, healthcare, they go, yeah, well, if you want to pay, and I'm like, all right, fine, you got me at hello, but whatever. My point is this uh, Trudeau, I admire the guy. I think he's done the right thing. It's funny, you're not seeing Canada like, like, or are you, are they still big numbers or did they do the right thing early on? They did the right thing early on. Yeah. So, hello, so maybe we need to learn from uh, our neighbors up north. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned a word in there that um, so many people scoff at. And I don't see – I see the benefits. I see the, you know, the, the, the cons to it as well. But most people you know, attribute the word socialism to being nothing but negative. Mm. And that bothers me because if you go to a socialist country where the wealth is pretty much spread evenly, you know, they have a good health care system. Yeah, granted, your taxes are a little bit higher, but are you spending six, $700 a month on your paycheck and premiums for medical insurance? Mm. Or, you know, are you paying that, that doctor bill, you know, of $20 or $40 plus your prescriptions every time you go to the doctor? No. But one thing that we don't see in those countries is homelessness. Mm. And it, at least we don't, or at least not on a, such a level as it is here in this country. Um, mm. Would I be willing to pay a little bit more taxes to not have to worry about my health care and to make sure that the guy that I drive past every day on the way to work has a you know home, has food in his mouth, can feed his kids. Yeah, he made mistakes, but he's trying and he can't get a job because people condemn him for being homeless. Mm. Can't even buy can't even buy a suit to make himself look good enough to go to on a job interview. Mm-hmm. Socialist countries don't have that issue, and you know there's a lot of positivity with it. And I think a lot of people throw that word around, not realizing that the, the positives do outweigh some, most of the, the bads that come along with it. Yeah, Derek, you know, it, it, you, you mentioned something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, the homeless situation. Um, there are too many. You mentioned post-traumatic stress disorder earlier, right? So yes. I'm assuming you served. Nope, I was in an abusive marriage. Abusive marriage, okay. <laughs> but but you know what? Post-traumatic stress disorder is not just equivalent to only war heroes, right? Yes, obviously, yeah. It 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 it, it runs the gamut. And and homelessness is is somewhat generally in the same vein. What I mean by that is this. There are some people that don't want to admit to being homeless. You understand what I'm saying? They they're staying with a family friend. They're on the family couch. They're staying with a neighbor. They're they, but they don't have a home. They just are not on the streets. So I think the 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 differentiating factor here is how do we help those that are on the streets get back into at least a home? 
how difficult is it? I remember seeing some people figure out a way to make a very inexpensive, like maybe it was like a room, right? And these manufactured, pre-manufactured homes. Um, how how inexpensive can you make it to be able to provide at least a good shelter and or a place where even a family of four can live in without worrying about whether or not somebody's going to beat them up on the streets. Exactly. Why, where have we gone as a nation? If we are supposedly the ones to light the path, why are we not doing the right thing and thinking about those here on the home front? And I mean, literally those on our very own streets. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you bring that up to people, they're like, well, you know, I work hard for my money. Why should I give my money away? And I understand that. I get it. I 100, I 100% understand that. But at the end of the day, do we dictate where the money goes if we increase taxes, whether we decrease taxes or wherever it goes? Do you or I get to make that decision of where the money goes? Nope. So at the end of the day, it's not your money anyway. Or is exactly. it? Well, if you pay your taxes, guess what? But, you know, so, but, you know, we can round circles around this. My, my point is this, look, um, we have to invest money in, in, in major areas that are needed. That is true. However, people always say, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta pay down the debt. You know, the debt has rarely ever gone down. It's only gone up ever. Like, and if it does get put down, it only gets down a little bit more. So I, I always go, well, who, who's owing us and who's owing the others? Oh, that's right. Other countries owe us and we owe them. It's a national cycle of debt. It's what keeps the economy turning around as long as you stay in power with the economy that you currently rule over, right or wrong? Right. Okay. So back to doing the right thing. Why don't we start at the home front? President Trump, hint, hint, since you have some power still. And I don't know, make it uh, something as a matter of priority by saying, look, uh, let's take care of our own here on the home front. Let's financially make it so that, oh, Congress does the right thing. And look, I've heard, look, Nancy Pelosi goes back and forth all the time. True or untrue? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So so I, here's what I say. Why did you take a vacation when everybody should have been, look, do Derek, do you take a vacation when in the middle of a sandstorm? No. Okay. Does anybody take a vacation during an earthquake? No. No. When something happens back to 9-11, you drop what you're doing and you go help people. Yep. I think that's my time. No, that was my, uh, I need to take my meds alarm. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I got it. All right. I, was like, I guess that, that's my time. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just my first alarm to remind me to take my meds. Otherwise, I go crazy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yep. Um, I got like five of them, so I'm good. Um, yeah, I mean, the homeless you know, crisis in this country is astounding, especially when you consider a lot of those are vets. Um, because one of the things that people don't realize is when you – the majority of people that, that serve um, are infantry, and they don't get a lot of – real world experience outside of being on the front line when they're in the military. And when they get out, they find it hard to adjust. They find it hard to get a job, you know, cause they're just, you know, trained to be on the front line with a gun. Um, and they end up, you know, homeless because of that. And 
people are scoffed at. Oh, you know, leave that homeless guy alone. Who, uh, he, he's probably not really a vet. He's just saying that to get extra money. Or there's so much negativity with that too, and it's it's very disheartening. You know, anybody that's ever been so down and out financially, it takes a humble person to ask for money. It does. It is not easy for somebody to ask for money and or to look homeless or to be made to look homeless. Now, uh, granted, there are some that impersonate homeless. To those, I say, shame, shame, right? Um, but but that's that's a minority. That's a minority. The majority, and you know what? There are so many people and families right now that are on the border of homelessness. What I mean by that is that they're, they're, they're finding family friends and moving in with the family friends just to be able to pull resources together to be able to financially help one another out. And that's happening right here and now. We're living in the moment of what I call you have what? You have an upper class, a middle class, and a lower class. Here's what I feel is happening. I feel that the middle class is beginning to feel the pains of distress of what people in the lower class have been feeling for all quite some time. But the lower class are feeling even more pain because how many of those, and even the middle class or the lower class, they have a huge amounting amount of debt have three to six or eight months of income ready to go at a moment's notice. Very, 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 very little. So why are we, why are we padding the pockets of those that are in the upper class? And why are we not paying back those that have been paying into the taxes quite regularly, by the way, for, Oh, I don't know. However many years, look, I get it. Sometimes taxes are hard to pay. Sometimes, you know, you lost your job. You feel you're going to have to pay it again. Eventually, maybe you didn't pay it. Maybe you're trying to resolve the debt. Maybe you negotiated a downer debt because you have no financial income. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about those that have regularly paid, but let's face it. We're all in this little country together and we are technically little in comparison. Even president Trump said that we're about 380 million strong compared to China, which has one point, what, two billion? Yeah. Uh, we're not that crowded, are we? No, not. All right, no, so let's not. do the right thing, help one another out, and why don't we may become the leaders of maybe yesterday, yesterday, uh, yesteryear? No, that's right, let's become the leaders of today, light the torch, and light the way for the rest of the world to follow suit. Exactly. Why do we have to be the ones following? Let's be the ones leading. Well, in kind of a you know a case in point to your uh, what you were just saying as far as that goes, um, as far as the homeless stuff goes, <clears throat> um, last month or earlier this month, um, it was the CDC that came out and said, "Hey, no evictions until the end of the year." It wasn't our government; it was the CDC that said, "Hey, if you fall under fall under these things, which pretty much everyone does." You know, you cannot be evicted from your home if you're a renter. Mm-hmm. The government didn't do that for you. Why? Uh, because there's lots of reasons why. But I'll be honest. I didn't know the CDC did that. I, th- I thought like we I live in California. I believe Governor Newsom helped sign it, but it got passed uh, quite recently. And then he signed off on it. But is is I didn't know that was true. That was a nationwide thing that C- the CDC, D- CDC thing uh, did on like September 2nd or September 1st or some, somewhere right around the beginning of September. Hmm. Um, and they they basically attribute it to, 
you know, too many people being homeless or in homeless shelters or in hotels or whatever the case might be. Oh, they're you filled know, up. They're past yeah. capacity. Yeah. And that's, you know, adding to that is only going to spread the virus even more. So but, even, if you have a home now, you're and saying even, it. And even before coronavirus, they were past capacity. I remember getting hit up by people that were like abused by their husbands. And they're like, I don't know where to go. And I said, oh, just, you know, find the local shelter. She's like, they're all past fill. And I'm like, <gasps> so I made a call to a family friend says, hey, can you? And they're like, well, I don't know this girl. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so, you know, I tried to help her and evidently she fell off the map. I'm hoping she got the help needed. But there are abused victims. There are domestic abuse victims. There are child abuse victims. There are there are kids right now that are that are unfortunately being sex trafficked in our own United States of America. Yeah, that's here. Uh, yep. You know, forget about saying like, Oh, there are other countries coming into our own borders that are bringing these in. They're already Look, Sorry agree here. to disagree. It's already happening. So let's do the right thing. Let's tackle all fronts or let's tackle at least the top 55. Okay. And then, then we'll work on the rest because there's a lot of issues happening right now that aren't being addressed. hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree with you. Um, Man, it has been fun talking to you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure for me as well. <laughs> um, you know, the, the conversation kind of ex went exactly the way I expected it to go. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. You know, um, talking to somebody who does this on a daily basis like I do, but you do it on a such grander scale than I do. I was kind of nervous coming in, but um, we're the same you and I. Derek, look. Uh, you, you have you have a great ability and 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 I call it the ability to have um, anybody and everybody on your show. And the reality is this: uh, since you're spreading more more information, just keep spreading the right information. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, if I don't if I don't know for a fact I'm spreading it, you know I'm not going to say it. I'll look it up. That's what the beauty of the internet is for. Before I speak my mind, you know, like earlier when I was like, you know. The Republicans say that you know Lincoln was a, you know one of the greatest presidents. Like, wait a second, was it Lincoln? Was he a Republican? I googled it real quick just to make sure I was right. He was, yeah, but I just I couldn't, I couldn't a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know that he he was yeah. Republican, and, and I think Abraham Lincoln honestly wouldn't make the same decisions that current Republicans. I mean, agree to disagree. I'm pretty sure. Uh, hello, I don't think so I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, hell, the I don't guy didn't think... get paid for the majority of his legal services. Does that sound like the majority of legal people out there today? Uh, no. Okay, then. So hell no. You and, you know, rumor had it he was also a vampire hunter. But, you know, that's another here nor there. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't judge. I, if they're evil, take them all out. All right? Exactly. And if, you know, if, if he really was... That would have been the coolest president ever, hands down. <laughs> you know, you kind of had to take out a lot of evil uh, vampires in order to get it so that the slaves would be freed. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. A lot of demonic souls and vampires and everything else in the world. You said it, not me. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, <coughs> my my background doesn't say ABC on it, so I can say those things. <laughs> Um, which is probably why we all never be hired by an ABC, NBC, or CBS, or anywhere else. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm too opinionated. <laughs> you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. Exactly. But Aaron, let me just tell you, man, I had a blast. Um, me too, Derek. I really, really did, and I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And I really wish you nothing but the best. Well, Derek, you too. Be blessed. Stay safe. And remember, just do the right thing, okay? Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too.
All right, man. You have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. And that is our show. I want to, again, thank Aaron for being here. Come back again tomorrow, 8 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West, for another great episode of this wonderful show I like to call Suck It. Guys, just get out and vote. I think that was the whole idea of this conversation. Just get out and vote. Make sure that we're choosing what we're doing. But until tomorrow, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. Have a good night, guys.